Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Loads to get through. Let's start off with the here we goes. Let's start off with the good news. And you know what? I've often called out Fabrizio on certain things over the years. Certain things I've disagreed or certain things I think he's coming late on. But he has been on the money and he has been leading the way in the Alexis McAllister information. So we have got the here we go. And Alexis McAllister really wanted to sign for Liverpool because he trusts the long-term project. That's one of the first posts that is up on the Anfield Agenda Twitter account, which has hit 50k thanks to your amazing support. Uh, Alexis McAllister is also among the top 10 players in the Premier League for through balls, possession one in the middle third and possession one in the final third. That's for midfielders. Manchester United also looked at trying to sign Alexis McAllister, but the player really wanted Liverpool. That's according to Paul Joyce. And the good news just keeps on coming because, and as I've said, Fabrizio has been leading the way on the price, particularly around Alexis McAllister. And this made me smile when Connor sent it to me. And it's on the Anfield Agenda Twitter account if you want to have a look at it. The fee for Alexis McAllister is lower than the reported 45 or 50 million pound. So it's lower than that. I'm excited. I'm happy. And look, I know I said yesterday it was a bit of a moan about the owners and that still stands and I don't change my opinion on that. But if we can get him in for less than 45 million pound, that's a long way from the 70 we started off this window thinking about, right? So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say no, and I'm not going to say no, and I don't have to say no. Instead, we'll go with it. Here we go. And he's given us the here we go, so we can use it, you know what I mean? He's given us the here we go. In fact, you know, to read out his post entirely, he said, Alexis McAllister to Liverpool, here we go. Full agreement completed on the contract. Understand it'll be valid until June 2028. Five-year deal. Liverpool will pay the buyout clause in the next days. Well less than the reported £60 million fee. Medical tests uh, in the next 24 to 48 hours. And then, done. Love that. We love a bit of good news from Fabrizio or any journalist that's uh, talking about Liverpool transfers. So, that's one done. Now we need to move on and make sure we get another couple through the door. Christ, I thought it was 45. Total bargain, Sajidem. Look, I've been honest all the way through this. I was early to tell you guys I heard it was less than 60 but I didn't know anything after that. So full credit to uh, to Fabrizio on this one. He has been leading the way, particularly around the prices. So 
whatever the final figure is, if it's lower than the forty-five million pound mark, that's that's a bargain. That's uh, that's top notch. Really, really is. Right, my friends, I want to talk about a different angle of the Alexis McAllister story. So we know that the fee is going to be less than the 45, 50 million pound that has been doing the rounds. Rizzo Romano's given us the here we go. We've spoken about the medical test, but I have to have a little moan about the echo. Now, I have nothing personally against anybody that works for the Echo because I don't know them. I've never interacted with them. But I'm getting sick of them becoming nothing but a mouthpiece to blow smoke up FSG's backside. Now, let me tell you why I'm angry this time. I read the Echo earlier on today, as I do with many other uh, outlets, as I try to piece together the information regarding Liverpool's transfer targets. And the first line of a post really got me wound up. I'll, let, I'll read it out and see if you guys feel the same. So it says, McAllister update. Nothing wrong with that. Then it says, certain supporters would have gone into meltdown if 12 months ago they were told Liverpool's main priority of the following summer transfer market was to sign Brighton midfielder. Now, I understand what they're trying to do there. But they're basically, once again, painting this picture that anybody who challenged or wanted to get the owners to do a bit more, was ungrateful, was petulant, was just complaining. And they're painting a picture that FSG's master plan is coming to fruition. And it's no coincidence that they got access to John W. Henry a while ago. And over the last month or two, they've been very, very pro the owners. And I've noticed it in some of the posts. But here's the thing. I believe this piece was written by Ian Doyle. And Ian... You have every right, sir, to go at whatever angle you want. But let me try and fix this for you. So rather than say certain supporters would have gone into meltdown if 12 months ago they were told Liverpool's main priority of the summer transfer market was to sign a Brighton midfielder. Right, so that's what you've gone with, Ian. Let me fix that one for you, pal. Certain supporters would have preferred if John W. Henry and FSG, who the Echo seem to think are the messiahs, spotted the kid at Argentina's juniors before he went to Brighton and saved themselves a fortune. See what I've done there? I've actually showed the real side of FSG not being as clever as they are. Brighton were clever. Brighton went and got him. Brighton paid about four to six million quid for him. So they're not that clever in. So rather than have a go at us supporters, how about actually doing a bit of journalism? How about actually saying... Great that we're getting the player in because we're all in agreement on that one. Nobody's complaining about the fact we're signing him. And I mean, nobody. But rather than just blow smoke up John's ass in case he comes and tickles those little nuts ears again, Ian, maybe try and be a bit fair and stop trying to lump people into one argument and say that we're all ungrateful because that's kind of where you were going with that one, Ian. Let's be honest. So again, you're welcome. Fixed it for you. It's what I'm here to do. So yeah. I'm sick of it. You know me, folks. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of these absolute fucking spoofers, these gobshites, trying to make it out like we're all ungrateful assholes, that we know nothing, and FSG's master plan is coming to fruition. No, it isn't. They're not as clever as you think they are. I know, I know, you want to be there, and you want to have the trickle-down effect from old John, the FSGonomics, but ultimately, mate, I'm here to call your bullshit because it is nonsense. You know it's nonsense. I know it's nonsense. And you also know the owners need to do a lot more. But you can't say it because, well, you might not get to the Christmas party then. But it's about time somebody starts fucking standing up. And standing up for supporters here. Standing up for Liverpool fans. 
Why are you starting to lump people into categories and go, certain supporters would have been unhappy? No, we are all very happy with the signing. And if they were that clever, they wouldn't have allowed them to go to Brighton. They wouldn't have allowed Virgil van Dijk to go from Celtic to Southampton. There's loads of these transfers that we've sat on it for a year or two and ended up paying two, three, four, five times what we could have got the player for. So don't make out like they're the brightest, smartest guys in the room. They're not. They're cheapskates. End of conversation. That's the truth. And I'm sick. I'm fucking sick of them. Is there anybody with a backbone? Anybody with a platform and a backbone to actually try for the best? And actually try to hold people accountable? And actually try to speak on behalf of the fans? Because I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing people tickling John W. Henry's nuts over and over and over again in the hope that they get a little trickle-down effect and they get their access. You're supposed to be journalists. You're supposed to be fan outlets. Speak for the fans. Say what the fans are thinking. Don't hide behind your cowardice. Step up. Grow a pair. Um... This time last year, we were led to believe we were getting Jude. Of course we were. I, can, I can't even count the amount of Bellingham and Mbappe articles I've read on The Echo over the past two years. And look, I'm as guilty as anybody for the Jude Bellingham stuff because I was excited about it. I knew that the player would have come to Liverpool. I knew that Liverpool were looking at him and it made me happy. But we all know why we didn't get him because the owners are cheap fucks. And that's the truth. And I will say it because I don't care about getting invited to the corporate Christmas parties. I don't care about the free Nike shirts. I don't care about getting access to the players. I care about what happens on the pitch. I want our owners and our manager and our fans and everybody to come together and pull in the same direction. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to do, which is I'm not going to believe the bait and switch all the time, every year, over and over again. How do you think McAllister's role will be played in the system? It's a very good question. I'm hoping that Alexis will be able to add us some uh, some more goals and assists from midfield, particularly assists. Um, I think I've said this to you guys before, but the moment he took the penalty at Old Trafford at the end of the season told me a lot about what I wanted to see from Alexis McAllister. And look, people can miss penalties. It happens. But I really focused on how he carried himself in that moment. And he was very focused. He didn't let the delay get to him. And his penalty was outstanding. And that made me think, this lad has it. This lad has it mentally. And he's ready for the step. He's ready. Like Brighton have done a great job with Alexis McAllister. And Alexis McAllister has done a great job for Brighton. But he's ready. And uh, and I've no doubts. None. Zero doubts about this lad making it at Liverpool. None. Not even a little bit. What do I think of the McAllister signing? Brilliant. Perfect. 100%. As I said, I've no doubts about it. It's one of the few signings where I can sit here confidently, look down the camera and tell you, he's going to do it. He's going to be legit. He's going to be... Brilliant. Hello, Lord. Not to banter, but McAllister's brilliant business. Much better than us trying to get Mount. Do you know what? I'm going to move on to talk about Mount in a little bit, actually, Sean, because we've been linked back to Mount again today. And 
I suppose there's two things about this link. One is the price becomes far more reasonable with this uh, this newspaper story. But also, I'm surprised to see that we're still being linked because, you know, if I'm being entirely honest with you, everything I'd read suggested he was United bound. Um, he'd made people aware of his decision that he wanted to go to United. And, and I honestly believe we'd lost out on him. But there's one report today that says we're still in the hunt. But, you know, you guys look like your favourites if, you know, Lane cards on the table um but the price tag makes it more interesting and i'll move on to that in a minute as well i'm glad we're out of the running for mount sorry mate you might want to put a cover on those cornflakes because craig's about to piss on them didn't mean to do this to you but yes there is a little bit on mason mount so cover your cornflakes because it's about to get uriny so Florian Plettenberg of Sky Germany has said Liverpool are reportedly still in the race to sign Mason Mount. He goes to say, being told United is pushing a lot, Ten Hag and the bosses share the same opinion about him. They definitely want him. Within the club, all are convinced of him. Understand he will decide between Manchester United or Liverpool. Price valuation at this stage, 45 to 50 million euro with bonuses included. So... If we're going off those two prices, you're talking about thirty-eight million pound to about forty-four million pound. Far more reasonable. I've always said to you guys, Mason Mount to me a forty million pound for anybody is a good piece of business. Mason Mount above fifty, sixty million, it's ludicrous with his contract situation. So, at least the valuation's realistic. So whether it be Liverpool or United, and I feel like it will be United, but it's good to see that the valuation's at least more reasonable. Because I don't know what Chelsea were on to think that they were going to get 70, 80 million quid for a player with a year to go. That didn't really play much or impact much this season. So, yeah, seems more realistic. But I do still, you know, get the feeling that he is Manchester bound. Now, that makes sense. Um, want him for a good price. Yeah, look, there's at 40 million, I think he's a decent signing for somebody. Um, if he goes to United at 40 million quid, I think that's a fair price that they pay for him. But, you know, I've always said the same thing at and above that. And I felt like us or whoever else were getting fleeced. Do you think possibly part of the reason we're still being linked with Mount is partly down to us trying to get a homegrown number? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Numbers up. No, sincerely, I think Klopp was interested in Mount. Um, I don't know. I'm sure that forms part of the attraction for anybody with Mason Mount. Um, and I can again, I've always said I can see what Jurgen Klopp 
would want to do with Mason Mount at a certain price point. Um, I'm the thing that most surprises me, Emma, is that Liverpool are still in the hunt because you know it's been pretty widely reported that Mason Mount has chosen to go to Manchester United and that he's making people aware of that choice. Uh, you add to that the fact that you know Manchester United want Mason Mount and it feels like that's where he's likely to end up. But the price being about you know 40 45 million seems far more reasonable than the crazy numbers that were being reported uh, early in the window. And look, I'm glad to see that some of these prices are going down because valuations in football over the past couple of years have gone absolutely ridiculous. You know, some clubs need to give their head a wobble because some clubs are just destroying the market. I'm looking at you here, Todd. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Mr. Bowley. What do you think you're at paying 106 million quid for Enzo Fernandez, mate? You've absolutely just destroyed the market. Between... Them and Manchester City inventing every fullback being 50 million quid, which apparently you have to be. The market's getting destroyed. And I'm glad to see that Liverpool are doing decent deals for decent amounts of money. Look, if you're signing a superstar, they're going to cost money. If you're out there to buy an Mbappe, you're out there to bring in a Vinicius Junior or whatever. These these guys cost a lot of money. But when you're seeing every fucking fullback or centre-back being valued at £50 million upwards, something's wrong there. Because some of these people are nowhere near worth those those fees. Um, but I still stand over it that Jude Bellingham is worth every damn penny of the £120 million that uh, it might cost to get him. And I've laid out why. Any updates on Gabri Viega? Absolutely. Let me get my notes open for you, and we'll go on that one. And again, you can find all of these on the Anfield Agenda Twitter account, because Connor's, Connor's pretty good these days about keeping everything up to date. Uh, so Liverpool have taken the lead in the race to sign Gabri Viega, and that comes from at uh, Relevo, R-E-L-E-V-O. But I have even more information, a bit more in-depth on that one, so bear with me while I find my notes. Right. So the Telegraph have been writing about the situation with Gabriel Viega and particularly around Newcastle. And they say Newcastle will not be signing Gabriel Viega um, and that Liverpool are the favourites for his signature. He's 21 years of age and he has a 40 million euro release clause, which we've spoken about a few months ago here on the channel. And that's what you'll have to pay. I don't think there is a deal to be done here. If you want the kids, you're going to have to go in. You're going to have to pay the 40 million euro release clause. I don't know if you'll have to pay it all in one go. I don't know if they'd accept structured payments. I honestly don't, but... To hear that he's not going to Newcastle excites me because he, he looks like a really good player. Now, I'm not trying to say Liverpool are definitely signing him, but I'm glad that we're still in the conversation. I'm glad that the media are still keeping our name up there um, because he looks like a real, real talent. And obviously, we get by or we got by Cecic in from Celta Vigo, and I don't know if by Cecic is maybe sending good vibes back. But what I've been told and what I've read is that Gabriel Viega has been very impressed by Jurgen Klopp's willingness to use youth, to bring players through, much like he did with uh, with Stefan Bajcecic, like he's seen with Curtis Jones, with Harvey Elliott. So it's good that these things aren't going unnoticed by players because you'd hope that they wouldn't. You'd hope that they'd see with Jurgen Klopp. might take a while, but you'll get there if you're good enough. He'll give you the opportunity. It's one of the biggest praises we can give to a manager. He's great about giving young players a chance. Now... Not everybody gets that chance and we will talk about Fabio Carvalho as well and he, for whatever reason, wasn't given as much uh, opportunity on the pitch to prove himself but at least there's an awareness of that for Liverpool. At least there's an awareness that maybe Fabio Carvalho um, needs minutes but we might not be able to give them to him at this moment in time. Can I have his age and if he has a good potential? He's 21, 
And if he's good potential, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, look, again, not claiming to know everything about the kid, but I've watched enough of him to see that there's something there. I've read enough scouting reports and seen enough journalists talk about the kid to know that he looks like a real talent. So um, keep an eye on it, is all I'm saying. Keep an eye on the situation. Uh, but to get back to your comment, mate, about about Viega, um, if we kind of, I'm scared we risk and become another Carvalho. It is, I get exactly where you're coming from on that one because there's a lot of, of similarities that you could look at there for sure. Um, and I don't have an answer. You know, I don't know what the thought process is on Viega or um, on Carvalho. But on Carvalho and uh, him being linked to other clubs, we do have some information. So Fabrizio Romano again has been speaking and he said, Leipzig are preparing a new bid for Fabio Carvalho after opening proposal turned down by Liverpool last week. Liverpool don't want to lose Fabio on a permanent deal. Buyback option could be the solution. So... Look, that makes sense to me. And I've always preferred the idea of Liverpool selling him with a buyback clause over loaning him because it frees up money in the here and now. And Liverpool need to act in this window. And as we know, Liverpool's owners aren't very forthcoming with the dough. So um, maybe that's the best way. I don't know. That way, if, if Carvalho works out, we want them back. We know what we have to pay. Uh, and if we don't, well, then we don't. And we've already got the money. So um, I think that's the best way around this. Lately, I've been watching Celta Vigo matches, and the only thing I'm going to tell you, the club getting Viega are very, very lucky. Yeah, he's certainly a really hot prospect. Um, and what I've seen of him, look, which is, you know, admittedly not a lot, uh, the kid does look very bright, and he looks like he's certainly a talent. Um, thankfully for us, we've got a good in with Celta Vigo, obviously having brought Stefan Bocetic through. So... Look, he's €40 million Euro and I think Celta Vigo are absolutely within their rights to demand that whoever buys and pays the full clause because, you know, if the kid is as good as we think he is, then that's going to look to be a snip, a bargain in the long term. Where does he play? Does he take up Stefan's place? No, 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 no. He's more of an attack-minded player. Um. No, he wouldn't come into battle with Stefan. He would, uh, he'd be further up the pitch. It's funny how yesterday Agarte was almost Chelsea bound and now signing for PSG. But have you seen why? Have you seen what's gone on there? It's really interesting. Um, Connor again has sent me some notes on this. Um, I'm going to just scroll back through so I can read it out to you one sec. Right. So, uh, Adam Crafton. Again, want to give full credit. Uh, says, an exclusive, Paris Saint-Germain drafted a legal letter to complain to Sporting Lisbon on Sunday after media reports emerged suggesting Chelsea might take a stake in the Portuguese club as part of a proposed transfer from Manuel Ugarte. So, for those of you who didn't see, there was loads of chatter last night that maybe Todd Bowley and his money men were looking to buy a little bit of Sporting Lisbon in order to maybe circumvent, shall we say, some rules about ownership, offer him an eight-year deal, five years at one, three years at the other. Um, but again, they walked away in the end, and it looks like he's going to PSG. I don't know if it was because of um, the shenanigans that Mr. Bowley was allegedly trying to pull or if it was because maybe PSG just made a better offer to the player but we did go from a situation where yesterday it looked like he was nailed on to go to Chelsea to today looking like he's absolutely going to PSG 
Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that Chelsea are still going to be in the market for a midfielder and their name being linked to Caicedo and their name has been linked to Lavia. So I don't know how you guys feel about that one because it kind of just kicks the can down the road for us a little bit. Um, and I don't know how I feel about Lavia. I- I'm on the fence. Honestly, I don't know if it'll be a risk worth taking for a player who is relatively inexperienced, hasn't had the greatest of seasons um, club-wise with regards to Southampton going down. So I've always been a little bit weary about Liverpool's uh, link to Lavia. But again, I will be honest and say I haven't seen that much of him. So are Nunes and Diaz injury-prone? I think anybody who's explosive, like Diaz or Darwin, or that you know has that explosive pace, probably has a track record of muscle injuries and um, things that have impacted them. So I don't want to call them injury prone, but I think it's it's fairly natural when you play a lot of football, you travel a lot and you're playing internationals and your recovery isn't what it probably should be because of the hectic nature of uh, the Premier League and how games come thick and fast. So I don't want to say they're injury prone, but we seem to get some injuries in that department. Can I have a recap? Yes, but not yet, mate. We'll get there. Don't worry. If Darwin has another injury hit season, do we look at moving him next summer? Is it a bit harsh? No, I think that's fair. And I wouldn't just limit it to an injury hit season. Um, If Darwin doesn't up his numbers, and his numbers weren't bad. His numbers weren't bad this season for a first season. Not at all. But if he hasn't shown an ability to get used to the system and to be a nailed-on starter by the end of next season, I, I will be a liar if I said it wouldn't concern me. It would. It will if it happens. But I'm optimistic on it. I think Darwin will 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 thrive. I think um, I think he needs to stop being so harsh on himself. He looks like a lad that just beats himself up a lot. And I think, you know, once Klopp gets the preseason under his belt with him again, puts an arm around his shoulder, you know, fills him full of confidence, maybe bags a few in preseason. So let's be optimistic on it. You know, rather than wish the lad to fail, let's let's believe that he'll come good. Uh, the issue is that I think Gakpo is a better player than Nunes and that's who's keeping him out of the team. Not necessarily. Um, because we know Darwin can play on the left side or through the centre. So Darwin has to either oust Diaz or Jota. He has to oust one of the two. And that's on him. That's what competition for places is all about. And that's what being at a football club like Liverpool is all about. Whoever's in form should have the shirt. And if you get your opportunity, you have to take it. So this is life at an elite sport. I uh, love Darwood. He's one of those who I just want to do well. Yeah, same, same. He's um, he's a man who wears his heart on his sleeve, and I like that in people. So I, I want Darwin to do well. I believe Darwin will do well. Um, yeah. My my concern is more around the injuries for him than anything. You know, he needs to build up a rhythm, and if he's picking up muscle knocks or strains or toe injuries, uh, it's going to be hard to do that. It's going to be hard to nail down a place in the starting eleven because. Well, you need rhythm. You need 
He needs to be bullet. Like, Mohamed Salah is pretty much fucking bulletproof. You know, he is pretty much bulletproof, Mo. I can only think about a handful of injuries for Mo since he's been at Liverpool. And um, that's a huge asset to have. And I don't know if that's down to the way he physically looks after himself or maybe he's just built differently. But he's very robust. He's very dependable. Give us the name of a young striker we could take if Darwin's not good. Well, I think he'll be gone, but Hoyland, the kid from Atlanta that Manchester United are looking at, him, he is—he looks like, well, I know he's been described as a, another Haaland, but I can see why. He looks like a very, very good talent. I've seen him play both for his internationals team and for Atlanta, and he's impressed me when I've watched them. He looks legit. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.